Welcome to Degay's Watch Degrassi. I'm David. And I'm Marisa. This is the Degrassi Rewatch Podcast, where each week, my expertise and my skepticism will reveal new tidbits, make connections, and shed a new rainbow on this Canadian After School special. Today, we are listening to Season 1, Episode 6, The Mating Game. This is named after a movie that is called The Mating Game. The movie The Mating Game came out in 1959. It's actually kind of a stupidly complicated but also meet-cute kind of themed movie. It's about an ornery neighbor that reports his neighbors to the IRS and in the process of fixing their problems with the IRS the daughter meets the well-meaning adjuster man and they fall in love. It's a very funny and really weird movie for this type of title to come from which you hear all the time but It's from a weird movie. Here's the synopsis of this episode. Ashley and Jimmy are celebrating their anniversary, and they both have heart eyes for each other. In spite of this, a class Shakespeare assignment has Ashley jealous of Paige. Will she go all the way just to beat Paige? Similarly, Toby is seeking Emma's attention. But no matter how hard he tries, she only sees Sean. So, in the beginning of this episode, Ashley is showing Terry the gift she's gotten Jimmy for their anniversary. At the same time that Mrs. Kwan is explaining that they will be doing Romeo and Juliet. Talk about the A and J necklaces. The A and J chain that Ashley is getting Jimmy. Yeah, you're like totally jumping ahead (laughs) like can we talk about that (laughs) okay what do you think about it it's cheesy who do you think's meant to get the a and who's meant to get the j i think it's like a chain that's his that's for him that's like a j together oh it's not two necklaces no i I think it's two necklaces See, it's one necklace. It's like the A and the J on one necklace, yeah? No. Looks like two to me, but that's fine. It's a stupid gift anyway. So later, Ashley will show Terry and Paige the gift that Jimmy gave her. And in a deleted scene, Jimmy explains that he made it in pottery class and that it's his heart that he's giving to her. He also says that they've actually been together for 56 months because that's their amount in dog years. 56 months. So he's saying that they've been together for four years already, basically. Meanwhile, Mrs. Kwan is explaining that they're about to read Romeo and Juliet, and... Ashley's upset because Jimmy is Romeo, but she is not Juliet. P. 
pages. This is the beginning of her really unfounded jealousy page. JT is super excited because Dr. Sally is coming. He says it's unfair because she's only talking to the 8th graders. But Dr. Sally is another one of the throwbacks to the 80s Degrassi High, Degrassi Junior High show. She was a radio host that answered sex questions and came up in a couple different episodes. Are they a real, actual person or just a Degrassi thing? I don't know. I think she was just a Degrassi thing. It's the same actor, though, that was in the 80s one. I just thought maybe they're like a Canadian thing or something. So as we come up after the intro, it's one of the funniest scenes in Degrassi. They're all getting assigned, you know, to work on a media emergent project on a specific animal. And Toby is so in love with Emma, it's just ridiculous. In spite of the fact that she just hasn't noticed that he likes her, he's just enamored. And there's this scene where she lights up and the backtrack is playing. She wants me, she needs me, and she doesn't know it yet. Oh my god, it's just so funny it gets me every single time but the reality is is that emma's just completely oblivious to the fact that toby likes her and also she's into sean yeah sean interrupts that moment which is kind of explaining that that's the one that she's got her eyes on next up it's dr sally actually giving her sex talk And this is a teaching moment. It's like everyone's laughing and stuff, but it's actually explaining how condoms work and how to use them and stuff. So I think at least some of that was supposed to be actually giving us that information. I definitely remember times in middle school where we had like anatomy quizzes or something and like people would be like laughing and stuff. And then one person starts laughing And then it's really hard for you to not laugh. Did you not have those situations? No. They just had the girls do stuff like that. You didn't have to learn sex ed? Just the girls did? It was like taught in biology, but not really. That's super weird. We didn't... We weren't separated. Everyone learned the same thing, regardless of gender. Which was probably more beneficial. (laughs) But after Dr. Solly's talk, we go into the first Canada speak of the episode. Paige asks Ashley, what about you and Jimmy? Everyone's putting the pressure and wondering when they're going to have sex. Like eight months into an eighth grade relationship is the perfect time. I believe in the South Park rules. The right ages... 17. 17? 17. That's what Chef tells them. Oh, it's Clay. Yes. So this is when 
the deleted scene kind of comes into play. Um, Jimmy gave her a hunk of clay and it's really, he was really thoughtful about it. But Paige says, oh, he gave you a hunk of clay and you gave him, you know, a $50 chain. And she's kind of undermining their relationship a little bit. She's green. I don't think that she really likes Jimmy, but she just is jealous that... Is Spinner going to be able to buy anything? He's broke all the time. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a reality that Jimmy and Spinner are friends, but Jimmy clearly has more money. That comes into play in their friendship later. It's interesting. All right, we have a product placement and also an old school alert. Jimmy comes into the cafeteria with an old school Gatorade bottle. They're talking about Shakespeare, about doing it at 13. And then this kind of anonymous kid that's in some of the first few episodes, but just disappears later. He says, I heard Paige did it at camp with a counselor. This is not true. We don't know this at this moment, but later it's revealed that that is false information. Did she do anything with the camp counselor? Well, they never reveal that type of thing, but it's definitely revealed later that she hasn't had sex before. So, as of right now, Everyone's a virgin. Everyone's equally original. And I'm going to give out a fashion crime ticket to... Oh, well, first, let's notice that Emma's wearing the same shirt she wears to the first dance. It has a cute heart on it. It's cute. But JT has the funniest fashion sense in these first few episodes. Hat, matching his shirt, matching the undershirt with a matching necklace. It's just... Isn't he wearing two hats at once, or does it just looks like that? No, it's just like a two-tone hat that's matching his Hawaiian shirt and the undershirt at the same time. It's so matchy. It's hilarious. Now, here's another example of Toby is trying to win over Emma's affection, and she's completely oblivious. She thinks, oh, wow, I've inspired you to learn about endangered turtles, but he's just trying to impress her. He's also rented this video, and this is another example of Manny being sheltered. We remember previously she couldn't go to the dance with Emma. Emma had to go by herself, and she says, I can't go out on a school night, but you guys can all come over to my house, and we can watch the movie at my house, so that's what they end up planning to do. And They say, what about you, Sean? Are you going to come? And Emma may be oblivious, but Sean isn't. He gets the vibe and says, oh, no, I'm busy. You know, I can't make it. And Toby is just beyond jazzed when Sean says that he can't make it. He's like, he thinks this is his moment. It's nice of him, at least. Yeah. Sean's like an okay guy, especially in these first few episodes, you know. I think he's trying to fit in with his new class. Oh, and then we have another Canada speak alert. They're walking through the hallway, and JT says, Oh, tomorrow night. Oh, man. In the next scene, we come upon the eighth graders, and Paige and JT. Paige and JT. 
Paige and Jimmy are practicing their Romeo and Juliet scene. And this is supposed to be a romantic scene. Something that Ashley is becoming jealous of. But in reality, the Shakespeare of Romeo and Juliet is so jargony. It's really just hard to understand what is happening or how it's meant to be like a sexy moment. Luckily, I found this exact moment of Romeo and Juliet and a more understandable version for us to read. So we will now read the same lines that Jimmy and Paige are reading, but the understandable current English. Okay, so they are reading from Romeo and Juliet, Act 1, Scene 1, Page 5. Now, they read the verbatim version, but we are going to read the translated version that will hopefully help us understand what they're talking about. Well then, Saint, let lips do what hands do. I'm praying for you to kiss me. Please grant my prayer so my faith doesn't turn to despair. Saints don't move, even when they grant prayers. Then don't move while I act out my prayer. He kisses her. Now my sin has been taken from my lips by yours. So it's just kind of a flirty romantic scene where they're telling each other that they want to kiss each other and sort of daring each other to do it sort of thing. Which doesn't get reflected too much in the scene but Ashley comes in and interrupts and Squana's like you're not meant to come in yet it's pretty funny so after this moment Ashley is so jealous that she feels like she needs to do something to keep Jimmy's attention first Ashley comes up to Paige and tells her that she's backstabbing her for what she's doing with Jimmy. Paige says, we're studying Romeo and Juliet, not Julius Caesar. Ashley says, what does that even mean? It's pretty hilarious because Paige is obviously saying backstabbing because that's what happens in Julius Caesar, but it goes completely over Ashley's head, even though, you know, she's supposed to be the smarter one. She doesn't get that. And Paige even comments, so, you know, if I were you, I'd make sure he wasn't bored of you. And that's what leads us to the whatever-it-takes moment of this episode. Ashley's gonna do whatever it takes to keep Jimmy's attention, and she tells him, you remember what Dr. Sally said? Well, I'm ready, meaning ready for sex. So... Later, Jimmy tells Spinner that Ashley wants to give him what Juliet gave Romeo. A death? He means sex. (laughs) He doesn't mean the whole double suicide situation. (laughs) And that leads us to the teaching moment of the episode... Spinner says, yo, you need to get condoms. 
this leads to both like a, a two-part story of getting condoms. It's, again, illustrating a teaching moment, showing us the multiple ways that you can get condoms. Ashley and Terry go online, order them through home delivery with her debit card. Valid way to buy condoms. Whereas Jimmy and Spinner go into the store where you can buy condoms that way. But in reality, the fact that they're not on the same page is a little bit of a red flag. Also, you get to do self-check now. That's very true. Self-check makes things very easy. Buying anything embarrassing or, you know, not even that it should be embarrassing to buy whatever it might be, condoms, tampons, but, you know, just give yourself more privacy if you prefer it. Why not? Ashley says it's the guy's and the girl's responsibility, just like Dr. Sally said, which is true, but at the same time, you should be comfortable enough with your partner to, like, talk about it beforehand if you're going to be having sex, you know? You should be able to talk about the different birth control and STI prevention that you're going to mutually do. Now, back to the B-plot. There's a very funny moment. First off, it's still Emma's weird hair phase. Like I said before, I think that they're kind of like... Emma's going to have the crazy hairdo like her mom used to. She has a triple ponytail situation where she has two ponytails on either side and then one coming out the back. It's, I like it. It reminds me of the futuristic sort of weird hairdos of the era. Um, You know, Lizzie McGuire or Xenon sort of status. All of that stuff was happening around this time. She's looking for information on turtles, can't find anything on the random fake site that she's using, which is called, the site Emma is using originally is called Might Find It, and she can't find what she's looking for. And then Toby's like, here, try this. He has his own, you know, search engine that's called Toby Tracks. Does that mean he created his own, like, algorithm or something? Which, like, what? Oh, they touch hands. And it happens to be a heart-shaped mouse pad. (laughs) And Toby is just, like, so in love. It's not a heart-shaped mouse pad. It's not? It's just just imagining it. It's just in his dreams. It's a heart-shaped mouse pad, and they're so in love. But in reality, Emma's barely noticing him and is just worried about turtles. Ashley still has her messenger bag with her phone pocket. Oh, and Emma is wearing the same pants that she wore in episode one, or episode two when she was at the hotel. They uh, are... Yeah, well, you know, she doesn't have to throw them away because it happened. And obviously she escaped without being harmed too bad. But they are very funny, hand-painted, and very on the nose in terms of her environmentalism and animal loving. Ashley is very anxious because her mom is unexpectedly home and she's getting her condom delivery and doesn't want her mom to find out. 
Did you ever have something delivered to your house that you didn't want your parents to find out about? No, never, surprisingly. Jimmy and Spinner are at the store. Spinner has so many piercings, it's wild. He has like three or four ear piercings. They pick up a pack of condoms and they're buying them. It's a really strange looking package. Condoms usually come in like a little box and these are in like a round sort of plasticky package. And for some reason, the salesman is, or the salesperson rather, is overselling. Why so much? Like, oh, there's different colors, there's sensitive, there's different sizes. Why is he overselling them so much? Jimmy is over, coming into Ashley's room. She has a bunch of posters on the wall, and it's really hard to tell who they are. If you know, like, message us and let us know. I think one in the back might be Nick Carter, but I'm not 100% sure. And then it looks like a picture maybe of Paige and her in the background. Also, she has kind of a cloth on her lamp. That very much looks like a fire hazard situation. This is this is pretty much before they had the safe light bulbs, you know? You still had the light bulbs that got really hot when you plugged them in. You could have had safe light bulbs in Canada before America. That's very true. Canada is way more progressive than we are, so that that makes sense. What about Britain? No, yeah, once I tried to dry my underwear on a light bulb, and it didn't work out well. Because it was just like a low-energy <laughs> light bulb? No, because it caught fire. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> what happened? Did those underwear get trashed? Yeah, secretly. <laughs> no one knew about it, except me. That's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, so Emma has to hang out with Liberty and help her edit the grapevine rather than going and watching the environmental movie with her friends like Toby planned. Liberty says, I had it scheduled in my Palm Pilot, which is not only nerdy, but also showing, again, Liberty's privilege. She has a Palm Pilot, which is like the fanciest phone back then, way before other smartphones existed or even Blackberries. Palm Pilot was like the first one. And once Emma's free from Liberty's clutches, she has the opportunity to go to the movie with Manny and JT and Toby like she agreed. But she notices that Sean is in the library working on his project. A little bit of a throwback to the previous episode in which Tracker explained that they couldn't afford a computer at home. That's why Sean's here at school late at night working on his project. And instead of going to the movie, Emma decides to go see what Sean is up to. They end up getting a little bit closer because she finds out that he's doing a project on Springer Spaniels. He used to have one when he lived with his parents, but he couldn't bring it with him because his brother's building doesn't allow animals. So just a little bit, we're getting our first little peek into 
Sean's life is a little bit hard. He had to leave his parents' house for some reason and has to live with his brother instead. So, but... Slash Emma loves a project. She does love a project. She wants to save the world. She wants to save Sean from himself. You know, she is a very strong woman, strong, independent woman, but has that uh, take care. Yeah, yes, good way of putting it, David. He, She's trying to save everything and him too. David. Anus, anus, anus. Were you looking at Crocs? Or Amazon's like lower price on Crocs for men and women. <laughs> Are you trying it's to recommended a lot, and I'm like, dude, should I buy them as slides or something? No, just buy cute ones. Do not buy Crocs. <laughs> we can't go that way. But I'm definitely buying them now that you hate them. <laughs> now that I know that you hate them, I'm definitely getting them. <laughs> All right, Ashley tells herself, grow up, Ashley, grow up. You know what? Listen to your instincts. If you don't want to do something, don't do it. Unless all your friends are telling you to do it. No. (laughs) No, don't do it. He's getting out the condoms. He has the condoms in hand when she comes back in. And that is when... uh, it goes there. Ashley decides to admit the reality that she doesn't want to do this. And... Because she's not Paige. For some reason, Paige she thinks... Paige is a slut? Yeah. Everyone thinks Paige is a slut. And she thinks that Jimmy's going to just leave her to have sex. If he did, he wouldn't be worth anything. But that's not what's happening. They both mutually agree that they're neither of them are ready to do this. And that's the make it through moment of the episode is they're like, you know what? We communicated and now we actually agree. JT and his monochrome outfits, his tie-dye shirt with the blue, blue hat backward, blue backpack. His outfits are always all matchy-matchy. If it's monochrome, leave it at home. Although, I'm not going to lie, I like monochrome outfits. Right. Ashley and Jimmy try to lie that they're making direction or decorations. Directions. <laughs> they're making decorations rather than blowing up condoms, but Toby knows what condoms look like, apparently. Why? I don't know. He likes to play with them himself. Maybe he saw them when he was looking at the porn websites. Oh, uh, Pornos don't have condoms. I know. They should, though. Normalize use of barriers. This is the moment when Ashley finally gives Jimmy his gift, which is like the silver chain with the A and the J. Although he calls her Juliet, and it's like the J is clearly for Jimmy, bro, not Juliet. (laughs) Oh, man. It's fine. Toby's so small. I know. He's, yeah, it's that time in their lives when the boys haven't hit puberty yet. But he's really upset Emma didn't bother to show up. And Manny tells Emma he has a major crush on you. And Emma is shocked. She's like, 
Toby, what? She is beyond shocked, which is hilarious. Ashley apologizes to Terry. We remember from the deleted scene in Parents' Day that Ashley has, has a tendency to be selfish and hurtful towards Terry when she's feeling emotional. She did it last time when Terry got a card from the agent instead of her, and she's doing it again now. Another thing of note, Terry, noticeably, has started dressing a little bit differently since the last episode. Interesting. But they make up, and Terry forgives her, and Terry's actually relieved here that they didn't end up having sex. None of us are doing it. Only you would be excited about that. That's a quote from a later season of Degrassi. When we get there, I will tell us all. And that, my friends, is the end of episode six, The Mating Game. Thanks for listening, and get ready to listen to our next episode, Basketball Diaries. Jimmy is trying out for the basketball team, and he will stop at nothing to make the team especially against his self-chosen rival, Sean. But will it work out with for him when he convinces Spinner to give him some of his ADD medication as a performance enhancer? Do you think that's going to cause drama? You don't have to ask, because it's Degrassi.